The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PickWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? Odds Crowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contests. Odds Crowd gives away hundreds of dollars in weekly contests, including the $100 SGPN exclusive free roll contest. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. It is that time of the week again. It is time for another episode of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Rod Gomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Yep, I'm back. Back from, uh, what do they call it? On location? Yeah, I'm back from on location to host the show. But I have got a familiar voice back again because we can't get enough of this guy, Terrell Furman. Coming back, you heard him last week with uh, Scott Reichel, which uh, big ups to Scott for holding down the fort. And big ups to you, Terrell, for holding down the fort. Thanks for uh, manning the microphone while I was gone. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm always here whenever you need me. It was a good time. Scott is hilarious. And we made it we made a couple good calls last week. It was a couple of sleepers that pulled through for us. So I hope some people won they won their league off of that. I hope so too. And I'm pretty sure that uh, if they're listening to this show, they've done pretty well so far in their season. I know a lot of the folks in the SGPN fantasy, uh, the the listener league are doing pretty good. So uh, yeah, I, I think all in all, we've done a pretty good job of, of uh, giving people some stuff to think about. And we got some more because uh, this is one of those... Uh, I guess every year there comes a crop of players, right? That everybody's high on and especially fantasy football players because they're new and they're shiny and they come into the league. And then a couple of weeks afterwards, they're either exactly what we wanted them to be or they're the pumpkins after midnight. So uh, we're about to, to go over 10 of them uh, and figure out which one, if they're actually, did they fit the slipper? Or are they the pumpkins uh, after after everything is said and done? So 10 rookie evaluations, uh, and we are just going to... I figure Scott... Or Scott. <laughs> Scott on the brain. I figure, Terrell, that we'll go ahead and just uh, start from the very top of, of where we are. Uh, and we'll go with Trevor Lawrence right off the jump. First overall pick. Uh, very, very highly regarded rookie coming into the league. And two games in... Uh, Terrell, what are we thinking about Trevor Lawrence now? Um, I think Trevor Lawrence, the jury is out on him currently. So he had a, despite the three interceptions he threw against the Texans, he had a really good week one. He finished his QB 12 overall. So he was a QB one in most formats and he had 300 passing yards and three touchdowns. So he had a good week. He just threw three interceptions. If you take those three interceptions off the board, he's probably into the well into the QB one range and probably is a top 10 quarterback that week. So um, when you look at the film and you watch him play, he just doesn't look comfortable. And it's because that Jags team is so bad. They're just not good. And Urban Meyer is not doing a good job of making him feel comfortable and keeping him from making mistakes. Trevor is used to being the top dog on campus. He's never been on a losing team, not in high school, not in college. Uh, he has never been on a losing team. And so now he's starting games where he's behind, like he's starting games where he's behind and he's trying to catch up. And that's never been his forte. He's always played with the lead. He's always never had to do too much to go in there and win a game. He just had to go in there and play ball. But now he has to sit here and remind himself that, Hey, even though we're down, like it's a lot of football left. And so he's one of those quarterbacks that you got to got to save them from himself. And I don't see urban Meyer making the adjustments to do that. It's only been two games. His second game, he had a, a rough outing through another two interceptions and he was like the QB 24, 25, somewhere in that range. So it wasn't good. Finished with uh, 
six to eight fantasy points depending on your league format. But um, yeah, Trevor, I see it is there. He had a good week one, and if he limited turnovers, he would have been great. So I think that he's somebody that will be good later on, but maybe not right now and possibly not with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer could be the thing holding him back and not helping him develop his game rather than just letting him go out there and be the raw talent that he is. Yeah, and I said it too. I said that the the Jacksonville Jaguars were not just a quarterback away from being good. There was a lot of work that needed to be done on that team in order for them to actually be contenders again. And, you know, yes, of course, adding a quarterback is definitely a good thing and it never, never hurts the situation. But you can't expect a, a guy like Trevor Lawrence to come in and turn the entire franchise around uh, in, in two or three weeks because that, again, that wasn't just one quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. There's a lot of groundwork to lay down. So Trevor Lawrence is going to be a very feast or famine guy, I think, going forward. Uh, He's going to have his good games and he's going to have his bad games. But the question is, are you willing to ride it out as a fantasy manager? Because to be honest with you, that's a roller coaster ride I don't know that I want. Um, I think I, I would be able to ride it out if I had the bench space. Um, if I was in dynasty, definitely holding on to him in dynasty formats for sure. Uh, keeper formats, not necessarily. Um, I don't think he's that necessarily in a keeper format and in redraft. If I have the, the roster space where I can roster him and I'm not, you know, forcing having two quarterbacks on my roster or like, if I have somebody that I just know is good for right now, like I know Sam Darnold is good and Sam Darnold is doing what he's supposed to do. And maybe if he doesn't have the right matchup, then I would be interested to pivoting to Trevor Lawrence. But, um, or if I'm doing anything like a Ryan Tannehill, somebody that's not a guaranteed, a guaranteed start, but somebody that is a really good start. And then depending on matchup, I might be wanting to set them. I would be interested in having Trevor Lawrence on my bench for sure. Well, another team that is definitely not a quarterback away from being relevant is the New York Jets, and they, of course, got Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson is another one of those situations exactly like Trevor Lawrence. There were a lot of folks that were making the argument that Zach Wilson could have been in that conversation as number one, and uh, he didn't. He Obviously, Trevor Lawrence won that. But Zach Wilson is in the same situation, I feel, that Trevor Lawrence is in. He's on a bad team, so he's getting a bad rap. And I don't know that we're going to see the best of Zach Wilson uh, within the first at least six six weeks or so of this season. He may settle in and be better, but poor Zach Wilson is, is suffering from being on a bad team. So what are we doing as fantasy managers with Zach Wilson? If you have him, I don't know if too many people that actually have him. Yeah, um, I don't know too many people that have him rostered as well. I think I'm looking at it now, and he's rostered about 16% of fantasy leagues. And those are probably majority Jet fans and, you know, BYU fans or anything like that. But And probably his family members, to be honest. I don't think too many people have him on a roster right now. But if you do have him on a roster, I think it's okay to drop him. I think it's okay to drop him just because quarterback is such, like, I I stress this and stress this enough, like quarterbacks are a dime a dozen and any quarterback, no matter what skill level can go out there and give you 18 to 19 to 20 fantasy points on a good day, depending on the matchup. And you see that with Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson does not look good right now. Like he's not passing the eye test right now. He, there's, he flashes at moments, but he's just very raw, very, very raw. And he's what people tried to make Justin Fields and tried to make Trey Lance out to be. And they, um, during the draft process of saying that, Hey, Trey Lance and Justin Fields are raw talent. They're going to need work. They're not somebody that can just go in there and do it. Well, if you look at Zach Wilson, he needs work too. Like these are rookie quarterbacks. Everybody needs work. No, and just ready to do it. The prodigal, uh, the prodigal son in Trevor Lawrence needs work. Like as you can see, this is what he's supposed to be the best uh, quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck, and he needs work. Like it's okay to say that these rookie quarterbacks need work when they get into the league. Nobody's gonna come in there and be Tom Brady off the bat or be Peyton Manning off the bat. Nobody's gonna do that. So Zach Wilson, he needs work, and that's all it is. He had um, 18 fantasy points against the Carolina Panthers, which was fine. And then he went and he saw ghosts when he played the New England Patriots, which was expected. So I think the jury is still out on him. Am I rostering him right now? Don't need to because you can get quarterbacks so easy. There's so many of them. I'm not going to waste a roster spot, uh, especially on somebody that I don't feel like has the upside at 
uh, into it a little bit more as we go through and talk about more rookie quarterbacks. But if you feel like they have that upside at the end of the season, like Jalen Hurts did last year, where he effectively won a lot of people their leagues in that final stretch of games, then yes, roster them and hold on to them, but make sure you have a bona fide starter now. But um, right now, I don't see that that upside for Zach Wilson. I mean, that was three minutes of pure gold. I mean, that's true. I mean, the, the matter, the fact of the matter is that Zach Wilson is obviously not somebody that I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people rostered in the first place, but maybe in two quarterback leagues, they were trying to take a flyer on him. Uh, but now is as safe a time as any to drop him because uh, the Jets are bad and they're not going to get any better anytime soon. And having the quarterback of the, of the team that's bad is not going to work. Uh, we move on to another not necessarily great team in the New England Patriots. And I don't know if I've thought I would live long enough to say that, but uh, Mac Jones uh, ousted, I guess, the incumbent, Cam Newton, for the job, and it's all his, and now two weeks in, are we ready to say Cam Newton come back, or are we really going with Mac Jones? Because look, all three of these quarterbacks that we're starting, that we talked about now, they've all had a decent enough week, right? It's not like they, they all came out and just completely tanked every single play that they play. Uh They all have something worth hanging their hat on, but how much are we hanging on these hats there for Mac Jones, especially? Yeah. um, Yeah. With Mac Jones, it's a little bit of a different story. Uh, He didn't get really the, um, they don't, the Patriots are not scoring. So that's all it is. The Patriots just aren't scoring to the level that the Jags will score and the level that the Jets will score. They're not throwing those down the field passes one because they don't have the personnel for that. I mean, yes, they have Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers on the outside, but those are not guys like bona fide number one guys. Like you go, you look at uh, Trey Lance and he's got a Marvin Jones who's been doing this for years and having a great season already. And, you know, somebody that scored in both two weeks and he's got a DJ Chark on the outside. And then you go out here and you think and he. Um, and you look at Zach Wilson, he's got a Corey Davis on the outside that is a burner and somebody that's been very underlooked since he's been drafted over at Tennessee. And he, now he gets to the Jets and he's the number one option and he's going down the field and some really good plays for Zach Wilson and making him look a lot better. So uh, the Patriots don't necessarily have that. And that's not necessarily the offense that they want to run. They want to give Mac Jones some short, easy throws and make him look really good. Like when we sit there, we look at the film and people are so scared to say it. They're so scared to say it, but everybody wants to say it. They want to say it. When you look at Mac Jones, he looks Tom Brady-esque. He does. He does. He's making some plays, and he looks Tom Brady-esque. Like, people are just afraid to say that, and it's okay. He can look Tom Brady-esque without being Tom Brady. We know he's not that. You could play that as of right now. He's not there yet, especially with the game against the Jets and where the Jets kind of gave him a little bit of fit problems for a little bit. Like he struggled a little bit with the Jets. And although they, the score sheet doesn't say it, but you know, it wasn't the best game for him and it definitely wasn't the best game fantasy wise. Um, the jury's out on Mac Jones. I don't think he's rostered that much either. I got him in about, I see him in about 26, 27% of leagues. So, uh, He's definitely out there on the waiver wire, and I think he is somebody that can be uh, a spot start. Some um, that you can use in different, you know, opportunities. He gets Houston in a couple weeks. That would probably be a good opportunity if you want to play him. You could play him there. But they're running that offense through tight ends, and it's a lot of short, immediate throws. And then when they get in, they're giving the ball to the running backs, and the running backs are taking it into the end zone. So his upside is limited right now. He'll probably be somebody to hold on to in Dynasty, but I don't see it as of um, right now for him to be anything relevant to a redraft league. Yeah, I definitely am okay with dropping Mac Jones if you were holding on him. Because again, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys were drafted way, way early before the season even started. If you did your draft that early, and you might be trying to hold on to him because you're thinking that at some point they're going to pop. But again, unless you're going to spot start him in in places like Terrell said with the Texans and stuff like that, I'm not. I'm okay with you dropping Mac Jones. And and if he's still on the waiver wire or when he has a good week, then by all means pick him up. But um, somebody that I don't know, boy, this is a frustrating situation. If you're Justin Fields, uh, Andy Dalton was named the starter, then he gets hurt, and now I mean Justin Fields, I, I don't even know what to do with Justin Fields. Thankfully, I didn't 
take any piece of him. I wish that he still would have gone to the Niners, but uh, Justin Fields is, is now, you know, he's on the Bears and he's in a rough situation. So what are we doing as fantasy managers if you have Justin Fields? So I actually do roster Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is, uh, he could be this year's Jalen Hurts. And, you know, as the guy that pops sort of later in the season and can possibly win you, win your league. And so I do roster Justin Fields. I roster Sam Darnold in a number of leagues. And, you know, with my one of my last few picks in those drafts, I used the roster spot on Justin Fields because one, I admit that there's a possibility that I could be wrong about Sam Darnold. Granted, now if you look, if you look at Sam Darnold, how he's been playing the past two weeks, he, I was absolutely not wrong about Sam Darnold. He is an absolute ghost man, ghost man. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, he is absolutely a dog. And all he needed to do get, get, was get from Adam Gase. But however, when I was drafting, I accepted the fact that I could have been wrong about Sam Darnold. So I said, let's get some assurance. And I drafted Justin Fields. And I think Justin Fields, when he gets the opportunity, is going to be really good because Justin Fields offers what a lot of uh, mobile quarterbacks can, do not offer. And that is the fact that he can go over the top and absolutely kill you, absolutely kill you over the top. We were sitting here and for the longest time, and I never understood it when the draft season came around, for the longest time, it was Trevor Lawrence, number one, Justin Fields, number two. No questions about it. That was it. Trevor Lawrence, number one, Justin Fields, number two. I don't know what point did Justin fall behind Zach Wilson and even Matt Jones for a lot of people, but Justin Fields is that guy. He can ball. He can. He's going to make that offensive line look a lot better because of his ability to scramble and get out and extend the play. And so I think Justin Fields is worth the roster spot. I think that this situation with Andy Dalton is super unfortunate. And if they're not ready to roll him out there, then don't roll him out there. Don't force it by all means. But I think when he does get his opportunity, he's going to be really good. And then by the time he kind of has those middle of the season struggles, when he gets to the end of the season, he's going to have the opportunity to play well. And if you look at the playoffs and who he's playing in the playoffs, he twice that Minnesota defense that were still out the jury's still out on if they're good or not or if they made that comeback or not and then he gets the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Giants so those are it matches he can't exploit now I don't it's as much for the Giants I think the Giants defense is a lot better this year but he can exploit a number of those matchups and he can be somebody that's really good for you late yeah, I'm still bitter. The fact that the Niners did not take him. I really am. It just, I felt like he was the guy that was actually ready to roll week one. Not, not that I would have wanted him to. I would have obviously wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to still ride this thing out and Justin Fields be behind him. But I felt like if he needed to, if Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, he could necessarily, he could really take it. And, and he's proving that now with Andy Dalton, the way he is. And look, there is only a matter of weeks before the Bears figure out that Andy Dalton is not QB1. And so Justin Fields will be that guy. So if he, for some reason, is out there on the waiver wire, I am going to put in a bid now for Justin Fields because I feel like he's only a couple weeks away from being the starter and definitely somebody that can make a difference in your well, league. Well, and Andy Dalton is hurt. Right now, Andy yeah. Andy Dalton is, is hurt right now. Mm -hmm. Like he has... And it's not even for certain to you know that he's going to play next week. So if he... He's not if he's not going to play next week now the bears have a decision to make and it's really the question of all right is the little spots spot starts well not spot starts but you know the spot plays that you put him in for the first two weeks did you see enough have you seen enough and you, do you think he's ready if you don't think he's ready do not put him out there that is my recommendation. If you don't think he's ready, do not put him out there. You have Nick Foles on that roster. Nick Foles has been a starter before. He's a Super Bowl champion. He knows how to run this offense. So if you think he's not ready, put Nick Foles out there and, you know, lose a couple more games. It's fine. Uh, Matt Nagy, honestly, no matter what happens, you're probably losing your job this season. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's not like you're really fighting for too much. And but if you feel like Justin Fields, if you're ready to hand over the keys to your franchise and you're saying, all right, we're going to let this kid sink or swim on his own, then yes, put him out there. And I promise you, you're you're going to be surprised because I think he's more ready than people give him credit for. And, you know, he's he's going to be all right. He's he may not have it down reading defenses all the way and making sure that he gets his blocker, his blockers to check check a blitz or anything like that. But raw talent, he's there. And. 
you know, he can't look as bad as the other record looked already. So, but that is that is actually a great point right there. He can't be any worse than the the two that we just talked about, three that we just talked about earlier. So, uh, all right, let's move away from the quarterback position, and we're going to talk about a guy that's just. Now, all of a sudden, he's got a head of steam behind him after a game that he had uh, last week. He had five catches, 73 yards. Still hasn't had a touchdown yet, but Kyle Pitts is the talk of the town this, uh, this I guess, what, week, going into week three. Uh, everybody is all over Kyle Pitts. They love the way he looks, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Terrell, are you all in on this Kyle Pitts hype train? I am. I am, and it's actually taking a slightly... Um, longer than i expected it to take but he's he's rolling and kyle pitts is going to be the truth and i called it and you know one of my bold predictions for this season was that kyle pitts was going to finish the season not only with just the best rookie um tight end of all time but he was going to be you know a top three tight end maybe top two like he's gonna be that good just because of this offense we know what this offense looks like and how much they let the ball and it's just you know a matter of adjusting to what Arthur Smith wants to do as head coach but Kyle Pitts has a defined role in this offense week one he had eight targets week two he had six targets he was top three team weeks um in targets so He's getting the looks, and so everybody's thinking that first week, and they're like, oh, my God, I drafted Kyle Pitts too early. He had four targets. Like, he had four catches on eight targets. The next week, he comes back with five of six. He's getting better. He's getting better. He's adjusting to the NFL, and then it's going to get to a point where teams are not going to know how to guard him. They're not going to know what to do with them, and, you know, they're playing my Giants this weekend, and we are susceptible. I would start Kyle Pitts this weekend. Like that is going to be, I think he's going to have a breakout week this week. He's going to fall into the end zone and he's going to be a top five tight end this week. And just because of the target workload he's getting, because the giants are, do not have the ability to stop the tight end right now. That is somewhere that they have been abused for the past couple of weeks, giving up touchdowns in both weeks to tight end. So this could be the Kyle Pitts score week. And this could be the Kyle Pitts coming out party. And once he comes out, he's going to be a monster. Would you start him over Noah Fant? I would start him over Noah Fant. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's almost. I mean, I feel like that's the range that he's in. I, I still don't know that I'd start him over, obviously, like a Travis Kelsey or actually. Oh, here we go. So, would you start him over George Kittle? George Kittle's had a couple of, of down weeks, not George Kittle like weeks, but would you start him over George Kittle? I would not start Kyle Pitts over George Kittle. I would start George Kittle. I would start Darren Waller, of course. I would. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is getting the Ravens so I would start TJ Hawkinson over him because the Ravens are suspect to the defense as well and just the target share that TJ Hawkinson is getting right now uh, Mark Andrews I would probably start uh, oh, that Detroit's really bad <laughs> I might start Mark Andrews over him all the way. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. So, like, I mean, the reason I brought up George Kittle is because, obviously, like I said, George Kittle has had a couple of weeks that didn't necessarily look like George Kittle. So there might be some folks out there ready to pull the trigger and start somebody else over a guy like George Kittle. So um, I'm saying cool your jets. George Kittle will return to being George Kittle very soon. Uh, you can't keep the guy down for all that long. So... Uh, all right, we're going to step away. We've got uh, five more on tap for you, but of course we've got to pay a few bills. So we'll come right back with more of the SGPN fantasy football podcast in just a minute. By now, I do know the answer to this question, but are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, lucky for you, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We are bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. There are great promos, odds, and payouts all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. So are you ready to play? 
Sign up today and receive a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So download Bet Win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Of course, we're always brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go right now. Check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. You can browse the activity feed to stay in the know. And of course, most importantly, a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and so much more. Drop that promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap is going to match it up to five hundred dollars if you love sports betting and i know you do you need to be using prop swap with prop swap your app or your bet does not even need to win it doesn't need i'm so excited your bet doesn't even even need to win in order to make money literally just needs to improve so when making your bets always make sure to go for two make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets right now on PropSwap every single day so get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets if you are looking for a stress-free way to keep your hair well keeps offers a simple way to do that and it has you covered they offer convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months so you don't even have to leave your house to get this and it doesn't cost a whole lot either treatments start at just ten dollars a month and keeps offers generic versions of those treatments they will do it discreetly with their discreet packaging and of course they offer proven results keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors so you know you can trust them and look prevention is the key treatments can take four to six months to see results so you gotta act fast if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss go to keeps.com slash sgp to receive your first month of treatment for free that's keeps.com slash sgp to get your first month free keeps.com slash sgp We are back with more. It is uh, the next five of our rookie evaluations. We are five in, five deep. Uh, we Again, we covered five quarterbacks to start the show. Now we're getting into some pass catchers as we just uh, finished up with Kyle Pitts before the break. But now let's talk about Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase came in. There was a lot of uh, hype around him as well because he was coming into a, a really good situation. But again, we're two games into this and, and Jamar Chase is this somebody we are... I don't, I don't know how many people actually were all in on him to go in, but are we still all in on him? And if we aren't, are we looking for him on the waiver wire? Oh, he's absolute. He cannot be on the waiver wire right now. Um, Jamar Chase is a dog, and we knew this before we was coming in. We knew this when we saw him at LSU, and the fact that he went, you know, fifth overall after taking a year off from college football. We knew Char- Jamar Chase was a dog, and he was ready for the league very early. Um, and he came into a right, a good situation in. Uh, Cincinnati, where they just throw the ball so much, like 27 attempts the first game, 30 attempts the second game, they're going to stay around this 30 attempts per game number, and that's uh, plenty of targets for everybody. Now, technically, he's still the three in his offense, but it's really not a, a – like, I don't think I've ever said – no, it's not too many times you say there's a 1A, 1B, 1C, but that's really what it is with Jamar Chase, and it's just whoever has the matchup that day and whoever can exploit the weak corner that day, that's who's going to get majority of the work. So he had a really good day against the Vikings and was able to get behind that defense a number of times, and then, you know, he had a couple good catches uh, for – um, against the Bears and a tight end and not tight end, but a touchdown really kind of made his day. So he is he a little bit touchdown dependent, kind of sorta, but it's it's gonna be down weeks, of course, and it's gonna be big weeks. He's definitely somebody that's. I think I said this in the beginning of the season, and I'm saying it. Again. These three receivers in Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase are probably going to be the Carolina Panthers of last season, where you have three top 25 receivers and you didn't even realize it by the time the season was over. 
Yeah, and again, to catch two touchdowns right out of the jump, it's it's definitely a very telling stat for a, a rookie receiver because not very many really enjoy that kind of success right out of the gate, you know, and even on two catches, and one of them was a touchdown catch. So that tells you a lot about Jamar Chase's talent. It tells you a lot about, you know, what he's capable of. So then my question is, obviously, if the waiver wire is not an option, is this somebody you should be trying to get, uh, maybe buying low after a, only two catches uh, last week, I don't know how low you could be buying on a guy like him, but you know maybe the the owner wasn't a little, or I mean, so the manager wasn't a little uh, thrilled with having fifty four yards and only two catches. But uh, is this somebody you should be chasing after? <laughs> yeah, I would chase for sure. Um, I would just you know be strategic about it. Uh, he's he's not somebody that I think that is going to give you an instant impact right now, and there's probably going to be a couple down weeks in there where you know he's gonna have like one two catch weeks and not get into the end zone like this this touchdown he's on pace for a touchdown for 18 touchdowns this season like (laughs) you know that's the pace he's on so um we know that's gonna regress that's gonna come back down to the mean and there's gonna be weeks where he's not very relevant because you know he just didn't get the opportunity he only had you know one to two catches maybe three catches yards and so that's when i would look to buy the dip and try to you know get a trade for him late and just look wait for some you know joe burrow magic to come toward closer towards the end of the season i think that as burrow keeps going on through this season he's going to get better better and better as he gets his legs up under him remember this is a guy that hasn't played football in a while so you know he's still getting his legs under him and you know once he gets better and better and better that's going to look good for jamar chase and the rest of those pass catchers Somebody else that we should be looking at maybe possibly buying the dip on is Jalen Waddell, and he is coming off of an eight-target day, six catches, 48 yards, no touchdown. He had a touchdown in week one, which maybe having managers uh, wanting to sell a little high on him, uh, but now that he's only, only, and I put that in air quotes, had 10 uh, points coming out of the last game, maybe this is, and especially with the Dolphins' situation being what it is, this is somebody you might want to be uh, looking after in trade value. So Jalen Waddell, what are you thinking after two weeks, Terrell? I think that if you were going to um, sell him, you probably should have did it after that week one game. So uh, we may be a little bit late getting this information out to the people, but uh, I think that if I was going to sell him, I would have got him. I would have got rid of him after that week one game, especially not knowing that Will Fuller was going to be out in weeks two. Because as soon as Will Fuller comes back into this team, he's going to have a defined role. Like Will Fuller, they did not bring Will Fuller in there just to be, uh, you know, third string wide receiver, fourth string wide receiver. No, absolutely not. Will Fuller is going to have a role, and he's going to step into that offense, and he's going to take away from Jalen Waddle. And so Jalen Waddle is probably going to become more of a little of a gadget guy for the rest of this season. And that's not what you're looking for, especially if you drafted him. Uh, so I'm not, if you, if I was going to sell him, I would have sold him after that week one touchdown. And I think that I would hope for this next week that he falls into zone and has a really good week. So I could try to, you know, catch people when they just saw him have a good week and tell them that, Hey, he had two or three good weeks and then get rid of him because Will Fuller is going to have a role. Devontae Parker's not going anywhere. And it's just, I don't think that that offense can sustain three wide receivers like the Bengals offense. Well, and especially given the fact that we don't even know Tua's ultimate uh, fate yet. I mean, he he was hurt. Could he get hurt again? I mean, this is one of those things where now it's in the back of your mind. This offense wasn't necessarily the greatest to begin with. And now if their quarterback is gone, this isn't somebody. I mean, obviously, zero points to the the Bills is not really uh, surprising in any way, shape or form. But for an offense or for a Miami team that there was a lot of hope put on early on in the season, you don't want to see that. And obviously any receiver other than Will Fuller, like you said, because I feel like Will Fuller is going to be the Brandon Cooks of the Houston Texans where once it's all healthy, he's going to get every single target and every single look that, that there's going to be because um, that's really what it's going to end up being. But yeah, Waddell, I would probably keep him on the bench, save him for a couple of good weeks and then try to move him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't. um, And if you can't get a deal for him and as the season goes on and it looks like, you know, this is trending how I say it is. And he's just going to get less work, kind of more be a gadget guy, going to be really, really touchdown dependent towards the end of the season. 
I would not be opposed to dropping him if he's not getting the work. Yep, I, I agree with you on that one, hundred uh, percent. Somebody that we'll move on to now is uh, now. Look, he had a great week one. I feel like this is a theme with some of these rookies. He had a great week one, week one and they came back for a week two that was not necessarily the greatest. Uh, we're talking Devonta Smith, obviously the Eagles receiver. He had what six catches, seventy one yards, and a touchdown in his debut. Came back the next week against a very tough Forty ers defense. Only two catches, sixteen yards. So. Our managers panicking about their Devonta Smith. They started him again after that strong week one. Didn't get what they wanted out of him. Uh, now what are they doing and what should they be doing? Oh, man. Patience. You got to have patience with Devonta Smith here. If you look at his target share that he's getting, he had eight targets in week one and seven targets in week two. Like, that is amazing. There's not too many times that he's going to finish a game off seven targets for two for 16 yards. Like, that is a huge opportunity. And, you know, when talent plus opportunity, you're going to get fantasy points. And so it just didn't work out with that San Francisco 49ers. They had a great game plan, and they really stepped up, uh, even though they were missing their top two corners. So that is a little concerning that they that this wide receiver um, core couldn't really get right against uh, a hurt um, San Francisco 49ers secondary. But, you know, Quez Watkins still had a good game. So they still know how to move the ball. And I think that's going to bode well for Devontae Smith going on later into the season as he kind of gets the legs up under him and adjusts to the NFL because it's still an adjustment. Like he's a rookie wide receiver. We talk about rookie quarterbacks. Rookie wide receivers need adjustments too. And there's not too many times that I'm actually interested in drafting. I actually don't have any shares of any of these rookie wide receivers right now. I don't. I did not. And I'm in nine leagues and I don't have not one share of any of these wide receivers because I'm just not interested in rookie wide receivers because it takes them a while to get their legs up under them and be consistent fantasy assets. And so, you know, Justin Jefferson is an anomaly. Like you're not going to walk and get a Justin Jefferson every single year. Like a lot of these guys really make that breakout in year two and year three, like, and year three is really where you find out if that wide receiver is an elite option or not. So I think Devontae Smith definitely in dynasty patience for sure. I think in redraft, take have patience with him, start him in spot starts where, where the matchup is good. So he may have a rough day next week on Monday night with the uh, Dallas Cowboys just because I expect for him to get the Trayvon Diggs um, the Trevon Diggs stat, um, shadow for the duration of that game. And Diggs is having a great season so far. He's one of those corners that really showed me in week one and week two uh, that, you know, he's made that leap from year one to year two. So he may have some struggles with Diggs coming up on Monday night, but this is somebody that is going to be good for the rest of the season. Uh, he may not be, you know, a, a wide receiver one, Hopefully nobody drafted him thinking he was going to be a wide receiver one, but I think he'll definitely be a good wide receiver, probably into that uh, back of the wide receiver two, probably wide receiver three range where he's going to still be an asset for fantasy. Yeah, Jalen Hurts showed me something. I'm I'm always willing to admit when I'm wrong. Uh, I've been conditioned by that uh, seven, you know, 17 years of, of togetherness and what six years of marriage. I know how to admit <laughs> when I'm wrong. Uh, but you know, look, Jalen Hurts showed me something, and I I really do trust in some of these fully pass catchers. And if yeah, I'm definitely holding on to Devonta Smith uh, just because again, two weeks is a little early to make a snap to judgment on that. And if you drafted him to be a number three, I think you're safe or a flex. I think you're safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think you just need to, to hold horse. He, he would definitely have flex appeal for the rest of the season. And then he'll probably flex. Uh, he's a flex wide receiver with up being receiver one wide receiver two most weeks. It's depending on matchup. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. One more ad break to, uh, to get to, and we'll come right back with the last couple of uh, rookies that we're evaluating. We'll be right back. PicksWise is the number one app for sports betting picks helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction for every game, every day, and every sport. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth analysis on every game all for free. Have you found your pick? Search the latest sports book promotion to sign up and account, compare the odds, and finally, place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you're ready to turn your picks into real cash with prize picks, it's my 
favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast, it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win. So load up on it. It's up to 10 times your money you can win. Prize picks is the only way I play. And in fact, I'm looking right now at some receiving stats for Thursday's game, which should be, <laughs> I don't know, good, maybe not good, who knows, but the, at least some of these guys are going to catch some passes and we're going to go ahead and throw some uh, money down on prize picks. We got Christian McCaffrey over five and a half reception. We're going to go ahead and hit the over on that one. McCaffrey is about all that the uh, Panthers have going for them right now. So we're going to say that he catches at least six passes in this game. Same with Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is really literally all that Houston has going for it right now. And he has already had more than five receptions in these games. And I think he's looking to grab a few more of those. And here's a dark horse for you. I think Terrence, Terrence Marshall is going to have more than three receptions. There are three that I'm looking at right now uh, for your prize picks picks. Uh, and of course, you can use the promo code SGP. Receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. That's prize picks promo code SGP. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they first, they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of these mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. For people looking for extra savings, and I know you are, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. And look, all plans come with unlimited talks talk and text high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5g network use your own phone with any mint mobile plan so keep the one you got right now don't even let go of it same phone number two all the existing contacts mint mobile will do it all for you look and if you're not 100 percent satisfied mint mobile has you covered with their seven day money back guarantee if for whatever reason you don't like it give it back seven days later no harm no foul so right now switch to mint mobile you get a premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free go to mintmobile.com slash sports sgp that's mintmobile.com slash sports sgp cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash sports sgp are you the best football better in the u.s the folks at odds crowd are challenging you to prove it in this football season with their epic free-to-play fantasy betting contest each week of the season there is a 350 nfl contest and a 250 contest the boys here at the sgpn are all taking part so you can try to claim your bragging rights over us too how does it work it's easy once you enter a contest you track your bet against real odds and lines much like you would with any pick tracking app the most profitable players though rise up the leaderboard if you have the highest profit at the end of the contest you win that simple and odds crowd isn't just fantasy betting contests it's a social app for sports bettors it's free to download you can live group chat with any other better track your bets set up private fantasy contests with your buddies and a whole lot more so download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today and as always download that sgpn app right now so you can get in all, all of our favorite picks all of our podcasts and all the stuff that we have here at the sgpn and while you're at it why don't you toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, we got two more to go, and we are almost through these rookie evaluations here on the episode of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. Again, Terrell Furman with me, breaking it all down and doing a damn good job, I might say. Thanks, Terrell. No, no, appreciate it. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's move on to somebody that kind of flipped the script of what we were just talking about of a rookie having a good first week and then following it up with kind of a dud of a second week. Uh, Rondell Moore actually had a decent first week, but then the the encore was a seven catch, one hundred and fourteen yard, one touchdown day against the Minnesota Vikings. So, uh, where are we at on Rondell Moore, and are we really just excited about him, or are we going to try to move him after this uh, this good week? Um, 
I don't know if I'm ready to move Rondo Moore. I don't think I think I would want to hold Rondo Moore some more. And if he's on the waiver wire, I definitely would look to pick him up. Rondo Moore is leading this team in targets right now. Now, granted, yes, it's two games, and you know, he's got 13 targets. DeAndre Hopkins has, has 12. So like he's he's not really leading it by that much of a margin, but he's he's up there in targets and He's not getting the work that a lot of these other guys are getting. AJ Green is is out there for 80% of snaps. Uh, Christian Kirk is out there for 50, 60% of snaps. Rondo Moore saw 28% of snaps the first week and then 46% the second week. So his snap, he's getting more snaps as time is going on. And Kyler Murray is looking for him. He's just getting open because he's that good. And so so there's going to be a point in time in the season where I think that the talent is going to prevail the situation that he's in being the fourth wide receiver in that offense because that's essentially what he is. He's behind Christian Kirk on the depth chart. He's behind A.J. Green on the depth chart. So he's essentially a fourth string wide receiver in that offense, but he runs out the slot really well. He can get open, and we, we've seen against the Minnesota Vikings, Kyler Murray can extend a play with the legs and find the open guy, and Rondo Moore just seemed to be that open guy. So – now, was that maybe it for that game? And then other games is going to be somebody else possibly. But I think that the talent is going to prevail. He's going to get more snaps. And as he gets more snaps, he's going to have more opportunity. And then he's going to be really big late in the season. So where is he going to be like a top wide receiver? Probably not. But he's going to have some big weeks. So I love him in best ball formats. I think if I'm playing best ball, I definitely want Rodell Moore on my team if I can get him. But uh redraft is going to be a little bit more difficult i think he's still going to be a flex play and definitely in deeper leagues i would love him in deeper leagues just because of that upside but uh yeah rondo Moore. i'm not i'm not ready to get rid of him if i have him on a team i'm holding on to him and just seeing where does this go because kyler murray's playing like an mvp oh he certainly is definitely really carrying this arizona cardinal team into the next level uh next week against the jaguars might not be a great matchup from only because unless they really get up early because of him and he's got the ball a lot in the early part of it because i feel like the jags that's gonna be one where they just kind of salt the game away they may get up early deandre hopkins may do deandre hopkins things finally and and get them up and then they're just running the ball for the rest of the game but the next two weeks at LA are at the, for the Rams and then hosting San Francisco. Those two games I think are going to be close, just like that Minnesota game was. And you could see Rondell Moore coming into play. So if you're, if you're going to hold on to Rondell Moore uh, and, and you're disappointed with the week three, hang on. Cause the next four and five, I think are going to be great Rondell Moore opportunities for him to cash in. Uh, and, and maybe if you're ready to move him at that point, then move him but uh again just hang on to him for at least those two weeks because i think good things are coming yep so uh all right speaking of good things are coming uh this is a guy that i had some high hopes for and i don't know if it's just a victim of circumstance or if it's the fact that uh i think any pittsburgh running back from now on is just cursed in that they're not going to be as good as what we've been used to seeing from them uh but Najee harris Getting the workload, just not necessarily getting the results to go along with them, I think, that you expected coming out of it. So are we panicking on Najee Harris yet, or are we are we holding are we holding firm? Well, is it panicking if I've been kind of preaching this since the beginning? Like I kind of said that, you know, hey, just because you're bringing Najee Harris in here, like don't think that he's gonna walk in there and just be a great running back. Like James Conner is not a bad running back. And James Conner couldn't do anything in this offense. You know, Anthony McFarlane is not a bad running back, but he couldn't do anything in this offense. That offensive line is not the run-blocking offensive line. If you look at the blocking schemes that the Steelers are putting out there, they're just not good blocking schemes enough to open up holes and give the running back space to be able to do something and get into the secondary. Um, it's, very, it's very, very tough. And the only thing that you can kind of hang your hat on is that Mike Thomas, even if they don't have, you know, a good blocking scheme, even if the offensive line is not playing well, not to mention that they lost people on the offensive line already. But um, the fact is, is that Mike Tomlin is going to run the ball. Mike Tomlin said, we need to run the ball. We need to make running the ball work. And he's committed to finding out some way to make running the ball work. So maybe he's, maybe Najee Harris is somebody that you let kind of, 
struggle for the early part of the season, maybe after their week seven bye, he starts to look a little bit better and they start to really figure out how they could implement him more. Uh, they used him a lot more in the passing game in week two compared to week one. He uh, caught all five of his targets for 43 yards and put one in the end zone. So he has the talent and that's never been not there. It's just, hey, are the Steelers scheme going to be good enough to run the ball and it looks like at the early part of the season no it's the same thing we saw last year and that's the thing with Le'Veon Bell like you knew that most of his uh, I don't want to say most but a lot of his value came from the pass that he could catch passes and I think we're starting to see that again with Najee Harris like you said catching all five of his targets for uh, 43 yards and a touchdown that's where his fantasy value came from last week. But look, he touched the ball 17 times in his yeah. first game out. I mean, that, so obviously they're going to give him the work. And as we all preach, that opportunity breeds fantasy points. And this is a rookie. So this is a kid that's still trying to learn his way through. And, and when you have to suffer through bad blocking schemes, I guess you're going to learn the hard way. So um, I'm going to hold tight with Najee. I feel like this is okay. Uh, I, I may not play him very many weeks, but I'm going to at least hold on to him because I have a feeling that maybe the pendulum will swing for him within four or five more weeks. And like, if I've got a roster spot to burn, I'm just going to go ahead and hang on um, and, and maybe look for some of the flex players that I was playing as in flex to put in running back positions. But yeah, I mean, I think if you drafted Najee, you probably drafted him within the first, well, I guess, five or six rounds really is where he was going. Yep. And so you don't maybe not have a better option unless you took two running backs in the first few rounds. Yeah, no, Najee Harris was going in like the second round. Yeah, he was going really, really early. So you might not ha if you didn't, you know, draft smartly. Uh, getting some really good running backs late, you might not have no other option but to play him and just kind of weather the storm. So, I, hey, if you could find a Steelers fan in your league and trade him there, then I would. But I personally, I don't see it for Najee happening anytime soon. So you you may be having to sell low on him if you really need to move him out of there. But I got this offense. This offense for the Steelers has to show me something else. They have to show me that they can get good blocking schemes with that terrible offensive line because just because you have a bad offensive line doesn't mean you can't dial up some really good blocking schemes look at the new york giants and what they did against the football team uh on thursday night that offensive line is not good but they had really good blocking schemes and they had were coached up really well to where that line looked a lot better than their talent absolutely so again yeah if you have a steelers fan and you're looking to move Najee, that's a definitely a good thing to do uh if not hold tight there's probably better days ahead for the young rookie running back. So there it is. All 10 of the rookie evaluations, some good, some bad. Uh, but we still have, God, man, 16 more games in the season to, uh, to figure it all out. So I'm wait, we, yeah, 16, no 15. I can't do math. Uh, 15 more games of the season to figure it all out. And uh, hopefully by the end, you have yourself some sort of championship. So, Terrell, thanks again for joining the show. Uh, always, I may have to make always. you, yeah, I may have to make you a regular by the end of it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs. Oh yeah, you can find me at really real underscore underscore on Instagram and Twitter, and then um, the sg.pn app. So go check, get that app from the App Store, Google Play Store, wherever, and check out my work on the app. Please do. Please do. He's got great stuff happening all the time. And not just football, too. Go to the Sports Gambling Podcast website to find all of your DJ needs. Download the SGPN app for everything that we offer. I mean, look, man, SGPN has blown up. Those guys are all over the place. We are all over the place. And we're just having a great time producing content for you. So uh, if you like the show, again, leave us an, a review. Uh, give us all of your thoughts on what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. We got thick skin, man. Uh, military. We, we, we're good. We know what, how to take criticism. <laughs> yeah. So leave us a review and tell us how we're doing. Uh, but until next time, until Thursday, we'll talk to you again. Uh, we'll talk to you about some unlikely week three heroes and who you maybe should looking at, uh, not just in redraft, but of course in DFS too. I, I like to throw that in on Thursday. So uh, all right, we'll come back to you Thursday with more. Thanks, Terrell. Yep. 